Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Where are you now? Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, for checking out the episode and the series. Do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. You get three brand new interviews sent to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones. You can grab us at any of the usual spots, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And of course, don't forget to also give the series a rating. Leave a review if you feel so inspired. We've had some uh, great guests on lately, including uh, Nadine Condon. She was the uh, publicist back in the uh, 70s and 80s for Jefferson Starship and Starship. She has a new biography out. Talked with uh, Ross Lynch. You know him from plenty of things like uh, Austin and Allie, the uh, Teen Beach movies, or uh, most recently Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We talked about uh, his uh, his band, The Driver Era. Uh, also stopped by, let's see, MGMT was here. Legendary actor John Malkovich, Paloma Faith, Kula Shaker, Slow Pulp, Aldous Hodge, Mary Timoney. Natalie Morales, the uh, director of Argyle, Matthew Vaughn, just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking with renowned cellist Hauser. He's back with a new album called uh, Classic 2. It's a sequel to his 2020 LP that found the uh, the former Two Cellos member reinterpreting a set of hand-picked classical songs. Uh, Hauser and I are going to discuss why he thinks classical music still endures, even finding new audiences in younger generations, uh, his talents uh, performing in the rock world as much as the classical, and playing alongside legends such as U2 and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hauser is also going to tell us why these particular group of songs spoke to him, uh, his ideas for future concept records, and keeping up with his former two cellos bandmate, Luca. All that and more. We're talking classic two. It's Kyle Meredith with Hauser. Hello. Thanks for this great intro. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And especially it's exciting because, you know, first, you know, you put out the Christmas album over the holidays. There were a few spare singles there. It all felt like it was building up to something, especially with your first U.S. solo tour and an album to go with it. I mean, this is the, like, I just start out like, hi, congrats, but this seems like it's ramping up to a really big year for you. Yeah, it's going to be really intense, actually, because once it starts rolling, I don't stop for a long time. It's going to be very exhausting, but also very exciting. So now I'm recharging, actually. Calm before the storm. <laughs> 
Well, let's let's hear about the 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 music first because uh, classic two. This is this is the sequel. This is the sequel to the uh, the twenty twenty record, and you're taking these uh, these melodies again, reimagining for cello and orchestra. I see you're teaming up with the uh, London Symphony Orchestra and Robert Ziegler. What 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 brought this on? Why why did you, why was there still more of this story to tell? Well, classic one was a huge success. You know, people were really surprised that. Uh, <laughs> All these uh, people started to listen classical music again, and uh, I was really happy to see that because this is my foundations are from classical music. That's how I grew up. Actually, that was my foundation, and that was a really passionate project for me. And I didn't expect that success is going to be so enormous, and people just seem to love those classical masterpieces in this new way of performing them. And Especially because I chose all the slow romantic melodies because I just I'm that kind of guy, you know, I just like those melodic, beautiful, slow melodies. And so fans have been asking for part two of all those years, you know? And thank God there is so many masterpieces. I can just keep going forever. Classic three, four, five, six. Hopefully we talk when it's classic hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have as many classics as there. Are. What what is that uh, compilation? Of, now that's what I call music, which was in the like into its hundreds at this point. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that too about uh, about classic music. Um, one of the jobs I have here in Louisville, uh, it's a cluster of radio stations, and one of our stations is a classical station. And in the past couple of years, their ratings have gone up beyond expectations, beyond what you usually see a classical station do. And we're hearing it from younger people more than ever. Like something about this is in the air. And and what you bring, it feels like a nice gateway to people who might not be used to hearing classical music. Like, like do you know, this might be an impossible question. What is it about classic music, classical music, that still resonates, that's still finding an audience? Well, it's just, it's the substance is there, you know, it's... All those composers, they were putting their hearts and their souls into them. And you can still feel this, you know, it's so genuine. Because those were different times, you know. There was love, there was romance. Now everything is just fast food, junk food, junk music. Everything is just fast, 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 next, next, next. At that time, everything had a meaning, you know. They were living for this masterpiece. They were they were happy if they wrote one big masterpiece, you know. They dedicated their lives to it. So. That's why you can still feel this, you know, nowadays. And and to be fair, you're also doing some contemporary pieces too, like uh, the first single, like "Kiss the Rain." Like we talk about old old pieces, this isn't exactly that. What was it in similarly that spoke to you from uh, about this song? Well, yeah, I just wanted to show that there are also beautiful songs that are being written nowadays as well. So, so that there is a hope actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, you know, so so what you do, and, and you do so, you tackle so many different sounds and genres. It's one of the great things about being a fan of you. Do you find that you, when, when you break it all down to the melody and what you're doing on the cello, how big of a difference is it with pop music, classic music, or any other genre? Actually, I was really surprised because at the beginning of our career, also two cellos and start, we just realized that audience don't really care what we play as long as we put all our passion and emotion and they love everything equally and and how we united all those fans from youngest to oldest and from all different backgrounds we introduced classical music to rock people we introduced to rock music to classical people it was just one big mixture and 
everything just worked anything and that was actually the big revolution a magic formula and and i really believe that it all boils down to the way you present it the charisma the personality you know that's it because everyone has in them love for good music you know you just need to show them the right way and we'll be right back right after this Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Hauser. And the way you do present it, and I'll bring this up again, you know, you're taking all this out on the road. Uh, You've played in America before. And you've toured with two cellos, but this is your first ever U.S. solo tour. Solo tour. And hearing you talk about the way, you know, the way you present it on stage, because that is some of it. It's like you do, the music does speak for itself. Uh, You know, I should say that first. But you make it entertaining. You make a big production out of this. It's more than just one guy on a stage with a cello. Like, what are you imagining for this tour? I mean, how do you... Is there a concept? Do you come up with a theme? Like, what all goes into when you plan something like this? Well, I like to show I'm really a complex personality. There is so many sides of me. I'm a rock star. I'm a classical serious musician. I'm a Mr. Romantic. I am this. I'm that. There is so many versions of me. So I'm just trying to show a little bit of everything in, in one big show. So that's how I actually approach it. I start with some classical music to show my foundation then move some to some romantic music and then the next second part of the show is like just you know madness craziness adrenaline people screaming dancing jumping so it turns really into a crazy show you know and that's formula we've been using as two cellos as well so 
I wanted to keep that formula because first part is like it's like a contrast, you know. And I like contrast, and people like contrast because they never get to experience this on any other shows, you know. If they go to a rock concert, it's just rock. If they go to classical, it's just classical. And here, they get all all the world worlds of music. And do you work with an art director on, on this? Because like, especially when I see the videos on YouTube, everything is beautiful and everything looks like it has a purpose. Where it is and why it looks like that way. I mean. Most of the things come from my crazy mind. It's just they need to execute, you know, and help make it into a reality. Yeah. Well, it is. It's a, it's, it, what is the word? It is a magnificent spectacle, you know, oh, thank you. W- watching what you do out there. You do occasionally play with a, a vocalist. I mean, most of the time, you know, it's just you, but we do hear vocals in you every now and then. What is that like for you? Because when you're playing alone, of course, that cello is the voice and you make it so melodic. When you're playing with someone who's singing, does that change dramatically for you? Nothing really changes. It's just I always treat my cello like my personal voice. And it's just like any other duets, you know, they would do. And that was always annoying because they would always, no one really seen cello before in that light that it can be you know, in the same uh, lane as those, you know, singers or anything. But I always consider cello like a main instrument, like the solo instrument that should be out there, you know, it should be mainstream, it should be, you know, and that's why I was, it was a real revolution when I started collaborating with all those, you know, legends, you know, Elton John, Andrea Bocelli, U2, Aerosmith, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was amazing to see this, uh, the cello suddenly became, you know, up front for the world to see. I was watching the uh, the Chili Peppers video, which has now been over a decade. But uh, but that one is, is especially interesting because, uh, of course, you've got Flea on stage, who's one of the most infamous bass players of all time. And I thought, I wonder if there's any kind of rivalry that comes along with a bass player and a cello at a moment like that. <laughs> no, no, it's music just unites everyone. No rivalry. So- <laughs> it was fun seeing you guys. How's uh, you know, how's your singing voice? Some people say it's good, but I don't believe them. I still don't have confidence. To everyone keeps telling me you should sing, you should sing, you should sing. I never consider myself a good singer, but recently they just keep telling me to try and sing. But you know, there are great singers out there. I mean, I, I should. I think I should just stick to cello. That's my voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somewhere down the line, I feel like with as many different concepts as you tackle that, like that's going to happen one day. Maybe I feel like I wouldn't be surprised anyway. So, you know, hearing a little bit more about this record, what else can you tell us about it? You know, the song choices, you know, again, as you said, you could have picked, you know, songs for 10 more albums. What was it about this group? Is there anything that kind of ties them together, pulls them together? Well, that was really hard, you know? as always, because there is so many beautiful classical masterpieces and they all work perfectly on the cello. And uh, yeah, it was very hard. The list was long. The list was like for next 10 classic albums, but you know, you have to choose and well, we try to choose most beautiful ones, but I mean, you cannot really, music is subjective. You cannot really say they're all absolute masterpieces. And of course, I mean, it's the same concept as classic one, all those uh, sl- mostly slow songs because cello is like perfect for those emotional melodies 
And actually, when you hear those songs on the cello, you wonder why those composers didn't write it for the cello. You know, it sounds like perfectly for the cello. And all those hundreds of years, the cellist didn't think about it either. So, yeah, it, it's actually obvious choice for me. So here you are. You've you've saved the song from itself and put it in its proper context. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Hauser. You know, you, you bring up two, uh, two cellos as well. Uh, I, I think I saw Luca was also coming out with an album this year. And, and you've talked in interviews before about how, you know, you still kind of keep up with each other. Do you listen to each other's music at this point? I mean, is there that kind of friendship that still exists? Yeah, of course. I mean, we always keep an eye on each other, what the other one is doing in a normal, friendly way, of course. And yeah, he now wants to... He's actually a composer now. So he writes his own music, which is amazing. You know, I didn't even know that he has this kind of ability. I was really surprised. I was like, wow, that's Luca. He never showed me those skills when we were touring around. <laughs> so, wow, I was really surprised. That's funny. All that time together and there's still secrets. Maybe tune or two for me as well <laughs> i'm sure fans would very much enjoy that sure they would uh well it, it is exciting to see what you've done uh and i really enjoyed the player and the latin flavor that came i mean it's you know hearing you just talk about all these ideas you have knowing that you can jump from that you know yeah. to classic two and you know and what it's not unusual you release that in the middle like you know, like what is it like that in the Phantom of the Opera theme? Like these are just one. Like how many do you just have one-offs lying around? When when do when do those happen and why? It's not unusual <laughs> to happen. <laughs> I have so many crazy ideas. I wish I can be more productive, but you know you have to follow the schedules. You need to wait, and I would just do so many different things at the same time. It's crazy. I mean, it's all here in my head, and it's not actually easy to be in my head. But there is so many more ideas. And I just want to like knock it all out one after another and keep moving. And, you know, I'm uh, young, full of ideas. I want to do it. And sometimes it's like frustrating to wait for another album every, you know, few years. So I hope to like one day find the way that I can just keep, you know, creating as much as possible. Because really, the ideas are limitless. There is nothing you cannot do on the cello. Anything you actually try and do on the cello sounds great. So, I'm like a jukebox, really. <laughs> well, yeah, especially, you know, some of those videos that you've posted. I, I don't know if you meant it to be this way, but several of them are are movie theme songs. Um, you know, I Will Always Love You, uh, Love's Theme from Love Story. Um, and even, you know, when you look at Phantom of the Opera, something like that. Like, I, I had wondered, like, is that a concept that you're kind of messing around with? Because the movie tie-in seems like an obvious thing. There are endless movie themes that are perfect for the cello. And... Actually, there is cello in every movie. Every emotional scene, every crying scene, you hear the sound of cello in the background. So, <laughs> for sure, and to be there. Well, maybe that's another album for another time. Right there. Uh, classic 2, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of it. Kiss the Rain, beautiful song there. And the uh, the U.S. tour, it's going to be great to see you out here on the road. Uh, Hauser, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and talk all about it. Thank you so much. My thanks to Hauser. The uh, the new album is called Classic 2. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, hit that subscribe button before you get out of here so you can keep up with all the interviews uh, that we put out every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Spotify, Apple Podcast, NPR. 
wfpk.org. Consequence, YouTube for the video versions anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And if you've already, or while you're doing it, do be sure to give the series a rating. Leave a review if you feel so inspired as well. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. You get classics from the 80s and 90s. You get the best in new music. There are bonus interviews, lots of music news. Uh, One of my recent episodes featured uh, favorites from Violent Femmes, Taj Mahal and Dave Matthews, Garland Jeffries, Editors, The Jam, Yazoo, Salt, Slater, Kinney, The Beaches, The Go-Go's, Beach Boys, Rolling Stones, Rap Boys, Matthew Sweet, Modern English, Fleetwood Mac, Bruce Springsteen, Paramore, Chicory Tip, The Beatles, Gary Clark Jr., PJ Harvey, Camera Obscura, and my interview with actress Kylie Rogers, who you may uh, know as uh, Young Beth on Yellowstone or from uh, last year's Bo is Afraid. Just an example of what you'll hear weeknights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on any of the social media sites. Of course, the address is always the same. It's at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Bye-bye. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org, from Louisville Public Media.